Hi, I'm Nicole Matheson, and this is 10 ways you could be damaging your marriage. Are you worried that your behavior could be damaging your relationship with your marriage? Do you find yourself being mean and bitchy to the one you love? Do you feel stuck in negative thoughts about your partner? If you are, in either of these situations, you know it's not working for you. In fact, it probably doesn't even feel like this is you, this is who you are. So I just wanna get clear here. I'm not saying that your partner is perfect or that he doesn't do anything wrong, but the last thing you want is to damage the good feeling, the love and the connection that you have between you. This, this post is not focused on your partner's behavior. We are not here to blame, but to do what we can from our side of the equation to make things better. And just a note before we continue, if your partner is violent or abusive in any way, that is not okay and you need to get help. Um, there are help hotlines if you Google domestic violence help wherever you are in the world. Here is a list of the 10 things that I see women commonly do that damage their relationships. And I know these things personally because absolutely I have done them all. But if you find yourself doing all or some of the following, then perhaps it's time to pause and take a look at what is really going on for you and where you can interrupt or change and behaviors. So we can be damaging in so many ways, some subtle, some ugly, but all of them are negative and stuck. The thing is that once we recognize them for what they are, we have more chance of interrupting ourselves when we're in the throes of a passionate outrage. So here are the 10 things that might be damaging in your relationship. Number one is nagging. getting cranky over the small stuff is not working for your relationship. Generally, nagging is a sign that there is a deeper need not being met. You actually want something, you don't know how to ask for it, so instead you nag about the little things. Or it could be a sign that there is a power struggle being played out. This is about control, who's in control, who does what I tell them. One thing is for sure that nagging your partner is not creating the safe, loving atmosphere that you are seeking, that we all seek in thriving relationships. And at worst, nagging can emasculate your partner. Emasculating him, making him feel like you don't trust him, you don't believe in him, he is less than a man to you. And this is a killer of the masculine and feminine attraction dynamic. So if you are nagging your partner too much, you probably don't find them all that attractive either. So number two is blaming them for everything. So let's just get clear here. If you lived in a peaceful cave on your own, you would not have any relationship problems. Mm -hmm. But when you add another human, there are triggers and sensitivities on both your parts. So it's really easy to blame your partner 
but it's not them. It is your combination of needs, perspectives and sensitivities that makes things hard. Blaming your partner keeps you stuck. It's a very stagnant stance to have. When you take responsibility for your part in the relationship, in whatever's going on, and just change what you can, things start to move. Things start to feel much better between you. The blame must stop. Number three is holding back affection or sex. So, you know, there is this cruel twist, right? That when women are feeling disconnected from the partner, the last thing they feel like is physical intimacy or sex. The men, on the other hand, they need the physical intimacy to get a sense of connection. We're wired differently. It's okay, we can make this work. But if we are continually refusing their sexual advances and we do not offer them explanations or other ways of connecting, our partner can often think the worst. Holding back intimacy can be very harmful to your relationship, especially when you are not taking the steps to bridge the connection gap in other ways, such as communication. I'm not saying you have to feel like sex. I'm just saying connect in other ways, communicate about what is going on for you. Let them in and make sure they're not stuck in some story of, oh my God, she hates me, she doesn't find me attractive, if that is not the case, because that can be very damaging. Number four is saying nasty things. When we are emotional, when we're in a rage, we can say hurtful things. Words can hurt, they have a power, and they can be really hard for the receiver, forget. Do you know that feeling of wishing that you could take back your words the minute they're out of your mouth? Yes? Problem is, once they're out, we can't take them back. Yes, you can apologize. But what we need to learn to do is to stop our hurtful words in the heat of the moment, as it can be really hard to win back our partner's trust. Uh, I have three steps to stop being a bitch that will be Number five is not being honest with your needs. So you may be holding back your needs as a way of being less demanding or focused on other people's needs. And you may think that this is a generous act. You're not uh, overwhelming your partner with your need. But actually, it's not generous. It's not generous because it's not working. Because over the long haul, over time, not asking for what you need, what you want, desire creates a build-up in you of overwhelm. It's overwhelming not to have the support of your needs being communicated and met. It's overwhelming, but it also builds up resentment. And resentment is essentially destructive to your relationship. So not allowing your partner in on what you really want is not allowing them to truly know who you are. You may find that actually, when given the opportunity, your partner gets a sense of satisfaction tending to your needs. It depends how you ask, of course. But they won't be able to do this if they don't know what 
Number six is being critical and hard to please. Deep down, your partner wants to please you. You might be saying, no, that's not true. You couldn't give a shit. But I promise you, your partner wants to please you. A partner who is in a relationship wants to please. And there is nothing more satisfying in a relationship than knowing that your partner is happy with you. You know this is true, right? For you, it feels good when you know your partner is filled up with you as a partner, with you as a wife. Well, it's exactly the same for them. And there is a security in knowing your partner is happy. This becomes, your relationship becomes this safe, secure platform, a foundation for the rest of your life to flourish. But when you are constantly critical and never quite happy, this stings. And there comes a time when your partner will just stop trying. And you don't want that. Show your partner your appreciation. Show them that they have done something right. Show them that you, you see what they do for you. And see what changes in your relationship. Number seven is bitching behind their back. Bitching about your partner to your friends may seem innocent. You may tell yourself that it is helpful as you're letting off steam and they will never find out anyway. But it's damaging. Why? Because you are encouraging negative stories and negative pathways in your mind about your partner. And when you are bitching about your partner, you're no doubt only giving your side of the story and justifying your behavior while vilifying his. This just makes it even more concrete and more true for you. This is not good for your capacity to see your relationship truly, truthfully, or to see your responsibility in it clearly. Neither is it good for your relationship resonance, and your relationship resonance is the energetics, how your relationship feels energetically. Your partner picks up on the subtleties of energy, even if there's no words for them to hear. Number eight is escape. Whether you escape to the bottle of wine, to the TV, to work, or to the kids, it is at the expense of your relationship. And the question is, if you are doing these things, is why are you feeling the need to escape? Are there issues that feel unfathomable and make you just want to give up? Do you find it hard to connect? Are you just exhausted? The thing is that your relationship thrives on connection and presence. If you are constantly escaping, why not try doing things differently instead? Perhaps you could commit to more quality time or a 10 minute a day meeting with your partner over a drink or a cup of tea rather than screen time. Let's see what happens. Number nine is being passive aggressive. I don't know about you, but for me personally, being passive aggressive was my default behavior in dealing with relationship upset. I would storm about the house fuming but not saying anything directly to my partner. Most of the time he wouldn't even know why I was upset. This behaviour corrodes the relationship as it bubbles with unspoken resentment and anger. Passive aggression 
makes our behavior ugly and harsh, but never actually resolves the issue that caused the feeling in the first place. It bubbles underneath and it doesn't give our partners the chance, the opportunity to communicate their side of things. It's much better to have it out with them than have it bubbling away inside. And lastly, number 10 is doubting your choice of partner. It is completely natural to be deep in a relationship and to have feelings of doubt about your choice of partner. To doubt and question is to be human, especially especially when things are feeling less than loving and connected. Having moments like this is fine, having patches like this too, but finding yourself stuck there can be damaging. Work on trusting that relationships go through ups and downs. Trust that it's okay to have very different ideas, interests and needs to your partner. Trust that beyond this fear and this phase of your relationship is another phase, a deeper connection, something that comes straight from the heart. Let go of the idea of the perfect knight in shining, shining armor love because that idea is not working for your relationship. And instead, look for what is working in your partnership and focus on building more of that. So there you have it. There's the 10 things I see women doing that are damaging their relationships. And look, to be honest, I know that reading the list or hearing it here can be a bit confronting. I don't want to overwhelm you and I don't want you to feel bad. I hope this inspires you to take the first steps towards changing your patterns. We all display not so perfect behavior sometimes. Sometimes it's entirely justified. It can clear the vents, create a ripple effect for good, and even make you feel empowered. But if you are stuck in the above patterns or stuck in bitch mode, it will be damaging your relationship. And that is not what you want. It's time to find a better approach. So now that you recognize your behavior, I hope, my hope for you is that you'll be more able to interrupt it in the heat of the moment. So, um, if you want to dive deeper into this, I have created an online workshop. It's called How to Stop Being a Bitch to the One You Love. And in the workshop, you will learn how to use the three steps to stop being a bitch, all the reasons why we are bitches, the myths about relationship that are holding you back. You'll actually find out what your bitch archetype is, your deeper values in relationship, and what you are willing to do to have the relationship to join me, go to www.nicolematheson.com slash workshop. I'd love to see you there.